everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and even maybe a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And Jesus came up and he spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week and we talk through truth and scripture together. And we are talking about an important topic in this episode. It is actually one of discipleship, which is not talked about a ton, but it is the last thing that Jesus said when he ascended to heaven. So we felt like it was something worth talking about. So we are really excited that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara, would you like to talk about discipleship today? I don't really know, I guess. (laughs) I don't feel like, well, actually, we did talk about this in my Bible study last night, which is actually kind of funny, but we tend to talk about discipleship a good bit because it is apparently very important for a believer's life, walk, faith, journey, Mm -hmm. all the above. And it's a commandment. And it is a commandment. Commandment that I don't, it's not talked about very often. That's right. It's not even up for discussion. What do you mean? Actually, guys, when a commandment is, God says it, that's what you do. No, I mean, like, it's not talked about, like, in church. Like, I don't feel like it's, like, a super common thing that is talked about. Because it's... That's right. Typically, churches are... This is a huge blanket statement. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times, churches in our culture is very, like, how can this make me better? Or how can this help my relationship with the Lord? You know, like, it's a little bit... Mm -hmm. It's, like, about us. Which, again... Part of that is like we come into church to, you know, to learn about God. Like we are a part of it, but I feel like the outward focus isn't talked about as much in terms of discipleship. I think serving is talked about. I think giving, which is an outward, you know, like those kind of things are talked about. But yeah, I don't feel like discipleship is talked about a ton in general. Again, it's a blanket statement, but yeah. Right. That's true. But ironically, church, you know, is where we as believers go to be equipped to be disciples. We're being taught. That's what a disciple is, is someone that is being taught. Uh, And so a learner or whatever, so you go to church, you should learn the Word of God. You should learn about Jesus and who God is and who the Holy Spirit is and who Jesus is and their roles and, and what they did and Jesus, you know, God loves you, Jesus died for you, and the Holy Spirit empowers you. And so as you learn those things, those are the things that is equipping you as a learner, as a disciple of Jesus, so that you can go out and disciple other people. So there is a part of the teaching and what you get from church is equipping you to go out into the world. And I just think when I've, you know, read, you know, in Matthew, the very last Verses in Matthew, here is Jesus. He, he tells the disciples to meet him on the mountain uh, in Galilee. And there he is on the uh, mountain. They begin to worship him. They begin to know that he's the Messiah. They had seen him die. They had talked with him. They'd seen him, you know, pray with them and talk to them after his death, after his resurrection. And now Jesus is going away. And I think of all the things that Jesus would say as he's on this Mount of Olives, 
going up into heaven, the last words we have that's recorded in Matthew, and I think in other, other Gospels as well, is all authority has been given to me. In other words, I have the authority to tell you this. God has given me all authority. Everything is under my control. I've conquered death. I've done what I've come to do. I'm going to go and sit at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to intercede with you. All authority is under is in my control. Now I'm commissioning you to go and make disciples. And it says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, which is the Great Commission and what Abraham was promised. You know, you will be a blessing. You will be known among all the nations. That's a fulfillment Mm -hmm. of that. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean uh, just to go and be baptized because you're a believer. It, it is that. It is being able to, once you become a disciple of Jesus, once you become his followers, you learn from him and you know who he is and he's the Messiah and you received him, then you are baptized, making it known to the world, I am a follower of Jesus. But I believe in the context of what uh, Jesus is saying with the Great Commission is to immerse them, which is what baptizing means. It's immersion. Immerse them in what it means to know who the Father is, who the Son is, and who the Holy Spirit is, teaching them to observe all things. And I think that it is true that we are really feeling really short in that. And I tell you, one of the things for me, as you brought up about like different churches, I feel like we're taking the Word of God and we're attacking our understanding or our view or our opinion of what we believe God has said. And I don't what do you mean? Th- I think it's very dangerous. I, I think that a lot of times, and oh, I'm sure I'm probably just as guilty, I don't want to be. I've asked God to really make me aware when I do this. But a lot of times when we're talking to someone and they ask us about a verse, even in our conversations with me and you, you're like, well, what does that mean? And instead of really digging into that scripture and taking the scripture as a whole or what was Jesus talking about at the time, what was going on at the time, we give our explanation of what we feel like Jesus meant. And I think that that's dangerous because in some ways we may just need to say, you know, I don't really understand this thoroughly myself. I think we they, don't We do not do that. What do, you, what do you mean by what he meant? Because I do feel like we do that, like just in well, general. Well, I think you and I, I think— we tend to do that. But I, I'm saying that as a rule, a lot of people often will find themselves asking someone else, uh, you know, will you explain to me this verse? Mm-hmm. And and you have to be careful to make sure that what you're teaching, if if you're discipling someone or you're teaching someone, you got to make sure that you don't add in what you feel like Jesus really mad about this. Yeah, like your opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, I do. I want to back up a little bit because, well, two things. One, I do think that this is so important, just like with you pointing out of this is what Jesus said before he left. Like, so Mm -hmm. if this is his last words on earth before he ascends into heaven, we probably should pay attention to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm at fault. Like, I don't as often, you know, I thankfully in my Bible study, they, you know, the women that I ha- do that with are aware and like walk this out of just how important discipleship is. Um, cause I do think 
I, it would not be on my mind if not. And I will admit that. So anyway, all to say is I think it is really important. But the thing I do want to go back to is that word discipleship, because I do think that that can be one of those Christian words that it's kind of like, okay, I, I see what you're saying with what that means, but what does that actually mean? Like the discipleship mm-hmm. and what, like, what is Jesus actually asking of us? And I know part of that is like going, making, dis- I mean, he says making disciples of all mm-hmm. nations, but it's like the teaching them to observe all I have commanded you. I think that is like such a huge piece of it. So I think like, I guess we could be disciples in any trade or any truth or anything, right. anything, and right. obviously Jesus is commanding him to be disciples of his truth and his word. I just kind of wanted to break that down for a little yeah. a little bit because I don't think it's talked about a ton and it is kind of a big word of like, wait, disciples, like what is... I think a lot of people today say I'm a follower of Jesus or I'm a Christian. I don't think too many people would say I'm a disciple of Jesus, but truly you are. You know, we just finished all in September talking about faith and faith and knowledge are connected. You cannot have faith without knowledge. And knowledge of what God says, you know, Jesus is teaching them to observe all that I've commanded. In other words, teach them what I said. Teach them what is important to me. Teach them the things that I've commanded you to do. And so faith is essential to what we talked about, like, you know, getting in and and trusting God. But our knowledge plays a huge part because if we don't know the truth of God's Word or we don't know the heart of Jesus and we don't know why He came and those Mm -hmm. kind of things, we're not going to have faith. So that's one of the reasons today I wanted to kind of, you know, talk about discipleship because discipleship is about knowing the truth of who God is. It's about knowing God's Word and then being able to teach it to someone else or be able to to pour into someone else's life, like you think about, we talk about the 12 disciples. Those 12 disciples were called by God and was, you know, with with Jesus, and Jesus would sit and talk to them. And sometimes he would talk to the crowds, and sometimes he'd talk in parables, but then he'd get along with the disciples, and he would explain in a deeper level what the parables what it means. So Jesus was their teacher, and uh, and some there were some people that would come up and go, call him rabbi, which means teacher. Teacher. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, you know, was teaching the disciples, and the reason that these men were called disciples was because they were underneath the teaching mm-hmm. of Jesus, and that's why we really should be called disciples because we really should be underneath the teaching of Jesus. But unfortunately, um, to say. We are more known, or we are more prone to say, "I go to this church," or "I'm underneath the teaching of this man," or you know, these pastors. Mm-hmm. Pastors are, you know, equipped to teach, but when they go to church, when we're in church, we should be being taught the Word of God, and the pastor should be teaching and making disciples in the congregation, so that they would go out. And then make disciples. What I hear you saying is like at the base, what it basically mm-hmm. is, is like we are disciples of Jesus as believers, mm-hmm. like as followers mm-hmm. of Jesus. And what Jesus was commanding us in the Great Commission is to go and also not, because I think there's evangelism, you know, you go out and tell about mm-hmm. Jesus, but I think discipleship is another level where it's like, like how Jesus was with the, his 12 disciples. Like he... Mm-hmm discipled them 
it was like a continual thing. Cause I think that's part right. of it too, where it's not just like a one and done. There is a continual. It's a spiritual formation is like growing in that. Yeah. Right. And I, th- cause I do think that that is something that is, you know, missed as well, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like there's a ongoingness to it. There's a, a living of life together of mm-hmm. sorts, not obviously mm-hmm. not like right. literally, literally, but just like a relationship, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just like from a pulpit, like you're saying, because right. I think well, that know, would be more so just your teaching truth. I mean, you do that. You teach truth all the time. But your discipleship, I think, comes more from like when you're, you know, meeting with my nieces and teaching them what the word says, teaching them how to read the word, teaching them how to pray, te- you know, like those types mm-hmm. of things. And how God's word applies to our lives, how we can take God's word and then actually apply it and live it and live it out. You know, Barry right. Graham was an evangelist. He would talk about the gospel, and, and he's a great example of that because Billy Graham literally did not teach much of anything other than you needed to be saved. But then they would take the crowds and say, if you pray to receive Christ, come down here, and they would give them some materials that would help them understand what it means to give your life to Christ. But then they also would encourage these people to go and get involved in a church to start learning you know, mm-hmm. truth, Bible studies, and mm-hmm. different things that, you know, just studying the Word of God. A disciple in making disciples is that there are people in your life, and, and, and truly, Kara, really, I mean, we're not one-on-one on the people that are listening to us today or that are in on this conversation, but when you teach the Word of God like we're doing and saying, these are the last words of Jesus, we need to make, you know, be faithful and go and make disciples, we are making disciples by teaching what Jesus said. So mm-hmm. a disciple is a learner. So there are forms and diff- different levels, I think, of that. Whether yeah. it's like you said, I sat with, you know, my granddaughters and we would have a two hour, you know, you know, time together to get in God's word. Not right. Well and they ask you questions and you yeah, yeah. That yeah. And I think that's growing them in a spiritual formation that's growing them to understand the teachings of God, the the Bible, and how you can apply it to your life, like how that becomes real to you and how you apply it. You know, I was thinking as I was talking about this, you know that I don't swim. I don't like <laughs> no, water in my you eyes. Right. I, you, know, you know, I hate swimming. I'd have to get not a bathing suit on. you don't, yeah. but you can't. I can't. I don't want to. Don't right. want <laughs> but I remember uh, Scott was trying to, you know, teach his kids on how to swim. And I would just, you know, every so often, you know, go, you know, do your arm like this. Like, I think I don't know, are you supposed to like splash that much? And I remember Scott saying, Mom, very kind. He was sweet. You don't swim. And it, you know, so, in other words, if you don't know how to swim, don't try to teach how to swim. Right. Yes. And I think that part of a discipleship and a and a person that wants and is be faithful to the call of God to go be disciples, they have to know. They have to Well, learn. they have to first be a disciple of Jesus. That's right. Yes. And they and have think, to know the things of God. They have to know what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I wanna just even encourage, you know, everybody that if they are around somebody, you said, you know, you have your Bible study and you talk about discipleship and how important that is in your, your spiritual formation and you're growing spiritually. I think that's true with everybody. I think you have to be careful 
with the people that you're going to learn under because you want to make sure that the people that you're learning under leads you to the teachings of Jesus, which is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, so that you, and I think we all, it's like you touched on this, also making sure that you are discipling with truth. Mm -hmm. Because we can have great intentions, but even the best of us can, I just think it's something we have to keep in check because we're human, you know, just making sure that like, okay, am I, is this true, whatever Mm -hmm. I'm teaching this person or helping them with or, you know, or whatever. But, you know, to me, too, and I'm not saying that you have to be perfect because you don't, because only Jesus is perfect. But I will have to say that as you are looking for someone that maybe you would like for them to disciple you, that you want to look for someone that is going to lead you to the Word of God and not their experience. A lot of times you can throw in your experience of this is how I've applied this truth. These are, you know, the way that I apply this in my personal life. You can listen to those things that from other people that and learn knowledge and understanding about this truth and how this other person's applied it. But you also want to be very careful and make sure that that person that you are learning under is leading you to the Word of God because that's that's important. That is exactly what Jesus said, teaching them all the things that I've said, not what the culture says, not what. Now that we're in a different situation, now that life is different, now that we're having to be faced with different things, we began to start looking at the Word of God and go, well, that's, you know, that that wouldn't really fly right now today. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really know that Jesus really meant that. Back then, of course, maybe it meant this, but now it's different. We're now, we're, you know, we're different. And I don't think that there is a scripture that says that we're defend. Jesus' positions on different things were just to teach it. And, uh, you know, you've heard me say a thousand times, I didn't write the Bible. I just teach it. And if I was in certain people's situation, I may be just like them and want to twist something that God said and make it, uh, you know, uh, where I can feel like I can live with it. But I think that the key to making disciples I want to talk about, and we'll talk about it maybe because it's very, very important. Maybe another, you know, next week too. But it's just the key is Jesus is saying, I, I've got an authority here. I, I'm the authority, you're not. And all authority is given to me through heaven and earth. And so through that authority, we can go knowing that what God is saying is He's above all, He is all, and that it is through Jesus and him that we can stand and we can say this is what Jesus said if you have a problem with it go ask Jesus about it yeah and those are the things that i think is very very important when you want to get underneath someone's teaching and allow yeah. them to disciple you yeah well and i think i feel like i have so many thoughts I, I think that it's also important to not it's like discipleship does not take place of obviously the lord you know like us going to the Lord straight, you know, and not having, like, it's not someone to depend on. It's someone to help teach you. And I think that's an important difference to keep in mind. Also, I think what I take as the point of discipleship is to teach them what God has commanded, what Jesus commanded, so that they also, you know, walk in his ways and follow him. I feel like what I am, and maybe because I do think, I think I am discipled. I mean, I think you disciple me. I think I have you know, friends who, you know, help correct me, you know, iron sharpens iron. I think my biggest challenge is 
discipling someone else, like finding someone or praying for God to bring people for me to disciple because it's not just, it's like both and it's like, yes, you know, it's great for all, like we all need someone mm-hmm. to, you know, not, I shouldn't even, I don't even know if I should say need, but it's like, we all like, there's praying for someone to disciple you, but mm-hmm. also praying for God to provide someone for you to disciple, because I think absolutely both are important to pour in and pour out. And so, I mean, that's something that I personally have been praying of. And I, I think that there are seasons too. Like I, I did a lot of discipleship when I was in my 20s. Good gracious. That was like Mm -hmm. my job. And so, Mm -hmm. and then I went through some pretty dark years and I did not disciple in those years because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of healing. There's a lot that I had to have. Mm -hmm. I I was in no place to disciple anyone. (laughs) I didn't have anything to give. And I was Mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, pick up the pieces of my own life and, you know, all my strength went into being healed by the Lord. So I think like there are those two. It's not this like there's grace in this commandment, but I think it's like anything, you know, I we talk about forgiveness a lot. Like forgiveness is also a commandment, but God has grace of like that's a process. Like there's a process to forgiveness sometimes, especially when it's deep hurt and you know, all of that. And I think it's the same thing with discipleship. Like, you know, you, maybe you're not in a season where you're he's asking you to pour out because of something you may be going through or, you know, a season of life or whatever. But I think what you're saying is that there comes a time when you have to be poured into and be discipled. But then there comes a time you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. But there comes a time when God is saying, now you go and pour out. And then the more you pour out than God and, and you have someone else in your life pouring in, it is a, a it makes life and it, it gives life to you and it gives life to the person that's being that you're discipling. I think, you know, when it says teaching them to observe all it commanded is teaching the scripture. When it says baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and merging them, yes, it means literally baptism, you know, identifying to the world that you're a believer, but also teaching them to merge them in who the name of the Father, who he is. And the role of the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them. It's the Holy Spirit's job to open up their eyes to that. And so I think a lot of times we take on the responsibility of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that we try to play Holy Spirit with someone and we try to do that. So I do believe that we need to, to pray and ask God to bring people in our lives. But I can tell you this. You don't really have to pray that because unless you're on an island by yourself, <laughs> um, yeah, you've got someone that's your uh, that knows you, somebody that's watching what you're doing and how you're acting. I think that there are people that are living lives that have a message not to trust God, and then they have a message to trust God by the way that they live. Yeah, we touched on that last night of just like people are watching. And, you know, they watch and like you said, like a lot of times, if you just are living in a different way, you know, you live with peace, you live with joy, you li- you know, you, Trust when God. you are being discipled by, G- you know, when you are living mm-hmm. that out, people notice that and are like, wait, we, I want that. Like, why, mm-hmm. what's different about you or why, you know, or why have you changed? Which or, really should be the case for all of the believers. Yeah. And really, and just, that we're not, and it's not, it's not, but I, the, I think the, the point is that it should be. But I think I I have a one of my good friends who's actually she's who leads the Bible study. She's like one of the best disciplers I know. 
because she's just so good at seeing people and teaching them truth. I mean, that's what we're literally Mm -hmm. discipling. I think because I, for me, like going through the season of like so many years of discipling and then going through those years where I didn't, and now I'm out of those years and I haven't fully, you know, dove back into discipling again. And I do with my friend. I mean, I, I do to some degree, but my friend is just so great at seeing people outside of her circle who needs Jesus mm-hmm. or someone who knows Jesus, but just needs help, you know, needs help uh, walking toward him or to, mm-hmm. yeah, or knowing his truth and all that. And mm-hmm. so, and she's so like, she just is so kingdom mindsetted in that way. And it's been such an inspiration. I don't even know if that's the right word, but mm-hmm. maybe encouragement of like watching her of, and it's not, I think this is where like, if you're feeling condemned, even by listening to our conversation, that is not from the Lord. Because mm-hmm. when I look at my friend, I don't feel condemned like, oh, like I'm such a horrible Christian. <laughs> like, why mm-hmm. am I not doing this? Or I should be better about this and beating myself up. Like, I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not saying I don't have those moments. And then I'm like, no, that's not, the point is to look at that and be like, I want to be, I mean, her, her own way, she's discipling me just by living that out and me watching mm-hmm. her being like, wow, like you, you are looking for opportunities to tell people about Jesus and not necessarily in an evangelical way, but in a way of like, oh, let me tell you how to live out this truth. Let me teach mm-hmm. you how to, let me teach you how to read the Bible. Let me teach you like mm-hmm. how to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, that sort of thing. Like she's always looking for opportunities. And I, and I think that's something that I've been challenged in continually. Like, I don't feel like I've really figured it out or I don't feel like I'm doing it necessarily. But I think that at the very least, it's like a, I feel, I think that's the start. It's like God's stirring in my heart, mm-hmm. you know, to like, to do that again. And but also not putting pressure on myself where it has to look a certain way. Because I think, like you said, like it's in, it's in conversations even good for me to think like, it's just, it's just telling people and teaching like how to live like Jesus, mm-hmm. like what Jesus has said. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You know, I think that we have, I'm going to go back here a little bit because you said it was my job and I know what you mean. Cause I work for ministry. You know, and, but it is a, it should be an overflow of our life with yes. Jesus. It is a commandment. It, it, again, I'll go back to what I said at the very beginning. This is not up for discussion. Jesus didn't say, hey, if you feel like it, or if you feel worthy, or if you know, you know, someone, right. go and make disciples. He he was commissioning them. Now that I'm gone, this is what you're going to do. This is until I come back, this is what you, you need to do. You grow. You grow in my teaching. You remember, because I, I know that at one time the disciples were talking about things that Jesus said. And he said, when I go away, I'll send a helper and it will remind you of the things that I've said. So again, they're probably thinking he said so much. How are we ever even going to know what all he says? How are we going to teach him? And I think that for us, we don't have to figure out how it works or how it plays out. I think when we start just learning God's word and seeing who God is in our own personal life, God will start bringing people into your life. Like, For instance, you know, you brought up forgiveness. Like, you know, I can look at someone else's life and say, I can understand why you're bitter and angry. That would make me mad too. But God didn't (laughs) ask me if I would understand why that person needs to. He's saying, if you really care about that person and you love that person and you want to see that person free like you, tell them to forgive. 
It doesn't matter if you understand or you, it doesn't right. matter if you want to pat them on the back and say they had every reason. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they do it because that's yeah. not the, like you like you pointed out, it's what like you touched on earlier. What they do with it is not up to you. It doesn't matter not my what they do with it. Yeah. It's not yeah. your responsibility. It's not our responsibility. So I think that's like a very important part of it, too. It's like, OK, we could. Or it's like, yeah, I can't not tell you because I feel like this would, mm-hmm. you know. Help you. Yeah, and you know, when <laughs> but, I would meet with, you know, when I would meet with my grandkids and, you know, you or whatever, I'll say things. I'm like, well, how did you apply that last week? How did you apply that? And sometimes they'd say, well, you know, didn't really, you know, I didn't really do that very well. But then it was one of those moments of like, well, how can we do it today? How can we walk in life today? And our number one concern is not about ourselves, but about who Jesus is and what is he saying and what how can I best represent I always call it you represent the king and so our lives should be in such a way that we should have people going how how do you have such an intimate relationship with him how do you get up and pray how do you forgive how how do you do that because I know your life and I know that it's not been easy or whatever how do you do that and then that's your opportunity to teach them what God's taught you. But it's, and here's what I want to say. It's not about how we did it. Because now our discipleship is teaching them how to be like us. What we want to do is teach them to be like Jesus. Jesus. Say, well, I was like you too. I was bitter or I was angry. But I knew that I needed to forgive. And so it wasn't a one-time thing. Is every mm-hmm. time something came up that reminded me that I was mad or angry with this person, I at that moment chose at that time to forgive them over and over right. again. Right. And I think pointing out the scripture too, where it's like showing them like this is what Jesus said about forgiveness. forgiveness. This is what you know. Jesus yeah. said because you've been forgiven, you're forgiven. There's no, there's no, you know, condition on that. And so, I think that as we're talking about discipleship being able to make sure that we are being taught and that we're learning God's Word and pray and and ask God, say, God, let me be sensitive to the people around me that maybe they are needing to hear who you are and what you desire for them and your purpose and your will for their lives. Again, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. All you have to do is say, you know, I'm learning how to trust God. I'm learning and I'm asking God to help me to to love Him. I'm learning how to forgive. I'm learning how to study God's Word. You know, I I don't have it down perfectly because you never will. Yeah, because it's like you said, the point is to lead them to Jesus, not to yourself, not to your own teaching, not to your own truth. Mm -hmm. But the point, it's all about Jesus. Like, God has brought this person into my life, and whether for— a day or a year or whatever. And I want to lead them and teach them about Jesus, period. Right. And you know, I was saying this just the other day. I think it was actually Tuesday. I was talking to a friend and we always find ourselves talking about the shepherd, you know, and um, mm-hmm. being, just being a sheep and, you mm-hmm. know, being a shepherd and, and wanting to stay close to the shepherd and listen to the shepherd. And I was encouraging her said, I think what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing you say is that you're spending too much time listening to the other sheep <laughs> when you need to be close to the shepherd. That's good. And I think we get so caught up in the sheep pen 
and all the little sheep's running around. And we're listening to what all they're saying, that their voices is literally uh, drowning out the shepherds. And I think true discipleship is looking to the shepherd and allowing him to lead, direct, and teach. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.